be honest, I don't, I, don't, I don't find my happy place in pastoring, but I do find my happy place teaching Bible. Everybody say amen. Now, if I can only figure out how this is going to work. Okay, this is what I realized, and I, I, it dawned on me the other day. I, I, I had a conversation, because that's where a lot of stuff comes from. And, and the conversation went, um, people just don't want to hear the gospel. They don't want to hear nothing I say. And then I go, yeah, stop telling them. The key is to get them to understand, but you have to trick people. So what I'm saying is you, you, have to, you have to ask the right questions, all right? When you're trying to lead someone who's very wealthy to the Lord, which I've done, it's, it's hard because they don't need Jesus. If you had a bunch of money, it would challenge if you need Jesus. Nobody said amen, but it's true. If you had, if you had millions of dollars, I think about, man, these athletes and they sign this, these contracts, and I go, ah, see, that's why I wanted to be an athlete. <laughs> and, 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 and so all of a sudden, you go from living in your parents' house or going to college and living in some dorm room to now you have millions of dollars. And if I have mi millions of dollars, there's nothing you can't do. I had someone tell me, look, my wife's doctor is in Chicago. So when she goes to the doctor, she just goes to Chicago. That's a lot of money. I had someone tell me that I, I bought this house down in Georgia, but I didn't, I liked the land, but I didn't like the house. So I knocked the house down and built another one. Because I just didn't like the house, because I got a lot of money. So tell me why I wouldn't need Jesus. And you go, okay. Now, I'm not going to answer your questions. I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions. So if I look at Jesus, he, this, I, I, I kind of looked it up. I was like, because how many questions did Jesus ask? Jesus asked over 307 questions to people. You know how many questions he answered? Less than 10. Hmm. He always asked people questions. And I know why he did it, because when you ask people questions, it gets them thinking. Yep, yep. See, you can't tell any, it's hard to say, hey, you need Jesus. And they'll go, okay, well, either I think I already have him because I'm a nice person, or, or yeah, I was raised in the church or whatever, or no, I don't believe in any of that stuff. And so what happens is you, you kind of struggle because you're like, I'm, tr I'm trying to tell them, and I'm saying, stop telling them, ask them the right questions. Okay. Here's a good question. And I, I always get people with this question. How do you go to heaven? Amen. Now think about it. Before you guys came into the knowledge of God, how did you think, how, how did you think you went to heaven? You thought you went to heaven by being a good person. Mm -hmm. and, and my thing is, let me tell you something. 90% of people who don't know the Lord, that's what they believe. Mm -hmm. they be they're going to go into all these character things, which everybody's character is flawed anyway. So when they go, well, you know, I'm genuinely a good person, you you'll probably be like, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, okay, let me pick on Catholicism a little bit. How do you go to heaven? You do all these Catholic things. 
And they got a lot of things. Let, let me pick on the Pentecostals a little bit. Mm -hmm. How do you go to heaven? Well, we don't do these things. Uh huh. Uh huh. And right. they don't do a lot of things. Right, right, right. Well, they do them, but they secretly do them. Right, right, right. I remember Auntie they used to tell us, don't go to the movies. Right. You know what I did? Went to I went movie. to the movies. Right. The whole time sitting in there going, is it going to be a lightning bolt come down here? <laughs> You're bringing condemnation on me. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. God don't care enough about you going to the movies. Okay, what's the difference in you watching that movie at home or at the theater? Right, right, right. Tell people, don't, don't wear a lot of makeup. Okay, try that. See if you're going to get a husband. Hey, amen, somebody. <laughs> it's like, man, you see, we got these rules and these regulations. Most people don't know how to go to heaven. It's a great question. I had a conversation with a pastor friend of mine about tithing. And so he's like, brother, you know how, you know how important tithing is. And I go, no, I don't believe in it. What? You know, okay, well, let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. And I'm going to listen to your soliloquy, but this is what I, I'm going to ask you a question. Because you're going to take me to Malachi. And when you take me there, you're going to say that I will be cursed if I don't tithe. I'm not cursed. Amen. My congregation don't tithe. They give. Amen. And they're not cursed. Amen. So you got to ask the right question. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes, Lord. Yes, so, so, okay, you don't believe. Why do you celebrate Christmas then? Don't be a hypocrite if you don't believe. Stop it. Amen. Hallelujah, Amen. somebody. I know Santa Claus and the gifts have taken it over, but if you don't believe in, in, in that Jesus, if you don't believe that, then why are you celebrating it? If, if you believe that you can get to heaven by doing things, then why did Jesus die? See, you got to ask the right question. Don't try to tell people because they're not going to listen. You can't tell them. You got to get them to see it. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was the master at it. He was the master at asking questions. He, he only answered, he answered less than 10 questions, but he asked like 300 and something. That's amazing to me, because everybody used to, everybody asked him questions, didn't they? Yeah. And Jesus rarely answered it. He always came back with a question of his own. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. They asked me yesterday, because Ohio State plays Notre Dame. I hate them both. And the question was, okay, Courtney trying to trick me. Who do you want to win? <laughs> and I go, well... That depends. So when you get asked a question, think for a second, should you answer it or should you come back with one of your own? But when you're trying to reach someone who you aren't able to reach, they just won't listen to what you're saying. They don't believe any of your crap. Switch your tactics and begin to ask them questions. Right. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Luke chapter two, let me show you some Bible. Luke chapter two. Oh, happy birthday to Annabelle by the way, and happy birthday hey. to Julie. Yeah. Man, Julian's 11. Wow. Ugh, you know? <laughs> and he, me and him wear the same size underwear. <laughs> That's scary, you know what I mean? And, then he, and sometimes he puts on the wrong underwear, and I'm like, well, those are yours now. I don't want them back. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, okay, stay focused. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for this festival, auntie. Come on. 
for the festival of the Passover. Yes. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. So they, he was 12. Jesus is 12. All right. They went to the festival like they always do. Come on. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. So here it is. They're in a caravan, and so they get ready to take off. And Because you might say, well, how did they leave their kid? Well, I've heard stories of parents leaving kids. When you got a bunch of them, you realize, hey, we got one missing. Go back. Right. Mm -hmm. And so here it is. They take off going back home and, and they, they're leaving. But Jesus stayed in Jerusalem and they didn't know it. Come on, Auntie. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. So they're thinking we haven't saw him. He hasn't said much, but he's got to be with us. I mean, he's Jesus. Stay with you know how it is. You get into a crowd. And what do you tell your kid? Stay with me. Mm -hmm. All right. I saw this lady, man, we were, in, we were down in uh, Florida, I think we were at Disney or, you know, I can't remember where, and, and, this, and they, the child got lost, and we were there when they found the child and brought it back to the parent, and you could see the parent had so mixed emotions, they were so happy, they hugged the child and they grabbed it, I told you to stay with me. <laughs> it's like, so here it is, Jesus was not there, he didn't come, he didn't get in the caravan, come on. And they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. See, because it's a bunch of them. The family went, and so they began to go, hey, have you seen Jesus? And they're like, no, I haven't seen Jesus. Hey, have you saw Jesus? They lost Jesus. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. He must be, we left him, oh man, we left him at the fair. We got to go back. So they go back to, to Jerusalem to look for Jesus. Come on, Auntie. After three days, they found him in the temple court. Wait a minute, you're telling me Jesus was missing for three days? Three days. Imagine your son or your daughter missing for three days. Here's Jesus missing for three days, and they finally found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Jesus, why are you asking questions in your Jesus? That's how I get to know what I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So, so, so some, see, we think that questions mean that I don't know. No, it doesn't necessarily. Questions mean I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. I'm trying to get the information. I want to know what am I looking at here? Who am I dealing with here? I'm going to start asking questions. When I meet somebody new, I always start asking questions. Trying to find out some stuff before we get into this. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. So they usually call me asking me questions, and I go, wait a minute, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. here's, one, here's another great question. When someone calls and they go, oh, I'm really struggling financially and blah, 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 and I go, okay, we, we can pray about that. But before we do, let me ask you a question. Do you give anything? Because mm -hmm. if the answer is no, then, ooh, we got to back all the way up. Mm-hmm. Because we won't fix the problem with prayer. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. You got to ask the right questions. Sometimes you, we, we, we have to be careful just speaking out and answering questions. Think about it for a second. Mm -hmm. So here's Jesus, who is actually the son of God. And he's in the temple, and he's listening to them, and he's asking them questions. Come on. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. Okay, so when he gave answers, he was, they were amazed at what he said, but they were amazed after he asked questions. 
I tell Julian all the time, man, stop being shy when you're in school. Don't, don't you bring another paper home and you don't know what you're doing because you didn't want to ask the teacher a question. Don't worry about the other goofy kids in the class. They don't know either. Mm -hmm. Amen. So if everybody's sitting there won't ask the question. If I don't know something, I'm asking. Amen. Now, that's kind of tough for a man. Hallelujah, somebody. Mm -hmm. Come on, brothers. I'm selling us out for a minute. You know how it is when you buy something you got to put together. Do you look at the instructions? <laughs> I remember one time I bought a toilet seat, and I wanted to switch the toilet seat, and, I'm get, and I just go, it's a toilet seat. I don't need no instructions. So I go over there, and I'm, and I'm looking at the thing going, what, what is going on? So I'm like, ah, when all else fails, either hit it with a hammer <laughs> or pry it out. So I go, I'm knowing I'm going to just pry this thing out. I go get my screwdriver. I got a big one, and I get ready to stick it in there. And then this flap opens up, and I notice it's this thing you just twisted. <laughs> and I stepped back, and I went, where's those instructions at? <laughs> I I've learned to put my ego aside now. If it's some instructions, let me look at it. Amen. I might be saving myself a lot of headache. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So my thing is, asking questions isn't bad, especially when you're trying to get someone to know the Lord. Because how are you going to know where their weaknesses are or what they're looking for mm -hmm. if you don't ask questions? So here it is. They were amazed at his answers after he asked questions. Auntie, come on. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Yeah. Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Now, I always joke about this. I always go, if that was Billie Jean, <laughs> my mother, it would have said, and Jesus got spanked <laughs> in the middle of the temple. Sure would have. <laughs> my mother would have beat me to death. She really would have. I mean, I mean, my mother used to, she was to give you the speech. We're going in the store. Don't ask for nothing. Don't touch nothing. Just don't even look at nothing. <laughs> and then we had a limit. You can only say mom twice. It was no, it was mom. And if she ignores you, that means she's not trying to hear. But you, she'll give you another one. Hey, mom, you might not have heard me. Mom. And she ignored you. Don't do the third one, I'm telling you. So my, my mother would have spanked Jesus. <laughs> it would have been recorded. <laughs> Three days, my mother would have whipped Jesus. There wouldn't have been no spanking. Hallelujah. I got a hallelujah on that one. So it says, why did you treat us like this? You're, you, and I don't blame them. They are upset. We haven't found my child in three days. We've been searching for you everywhere. Next verse. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Now, here it is. He gets to ask a question. Why did you do us like that? That's the question. Jesus comes back with a question. Why are you looking for me? Mm-hmm. Because you're 12 and you've been missing for three days. Here's a, that, listen, as a parent, you don't want to question 
when you ask that. Hallelujah, somebody. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if my son was missing, he better not come back with a question when I ask him, dude, what are you doing? You need to just, but here's, here's, here's how silly it is, though. If we ask a question, they're going to respond. Mm -hmm. But it might not be what you want to hear. Right. Amen. So here it is. He goes, why are you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Yes. Now what's amazing about that is we're talking about the same Mary that the angels appeared to. Right. Mm-hmm. The same Mary who knew she had Jesus without a man. Right. Mm -hmm. We're talking to about, he's, it says, me and your father was looking for you. We're talking about a man where the angels came to him and said, hey, this is real now. We're talking about a man that took a risk on a woman who was pregnant that wasn't his wife yet. And he worked it out. He stayed with her. Well, you get stoned for that. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about people who should know who he is going, where were you? We were worried about you because we're responsible for you. Jesus is going, not really. Amen. The question showed Jesus where his parents were. Amen. And their belief in who he was. He, they're going, you are our son, our 12-year-old little boy. And Jesus is going, let me ask you a question. Why would you be looking for me? In Jerusalem, you knew I would be in the middle of my father's house. Yes. I'm sure Jesus loved his father, his earthly father, very much. But he's going to be about the business of his heavenly father. That's just where his DNA is. And he's going, wow, you're really looking for me? Mary, you forgot. Joseph, you forgot. You forgot who I was. See, in order to find out when somewhere where a person is, you got to ask him a question. Yes. So he gets asked a question and he comes back with a great question. What are you searching for me for? And, what it, and they go, because you're 12, you're our 12 year old little boy. And he going, no, this, I'm the son of God. You forgot. Hmm. Auntie, let me show them a little more. Come on. But they did not understand what he was saying. But they didn't them. get it. How do you get it, Mary? Don't you remember the angels coming to you? Mary, you were pregnant and no one touched you. Joseph, you had a dream where the angels of the Lord came down and actually spoke with you. Yes. And you forgot. They, they don't understand what he's trying to say because all they're looking at is Jesus as this earthly little boy. They forgot. And Jesus is going, man, you guys forgot? I know I'm 12. I know I can't drive yet. But, but you forgot? See, the question showed him where they were. Archie, come on. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But he says, okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> Let me obey my parents. Come on now. Amen. So here it is, kids. Jesus, okay, Jesus, he, he, by all purposes, he messed up. He stayed in Jerusalem for three days and you're 12? Right? 
And, and, and so they come back and it says, I love how they put this in there. So he got up and he went back with them and he was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Yes. His mother thought about it all the way back. And then it dawned back on her. Wait a minute. I am mother to the son of God. Yes, yes, yes. See, the right question got her thinking. He, he didn't go into, I'm Jesus. He went, why are you, why are you so surprised where I'd be? It's me. You remember? I, I, you remember who my father is? You know? and, 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 and so him asking the question got his mother to go, oh yeah, oh my God, that's I'm 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 the mother of the Son of God. Yes, yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. It was the question after she asked the question, it was the question he asked her that got her thinking. When you talk to someone and you're trying to get them to see, it is probably going to be the question you ask after they ask you a question. that gets them to see it. it. Was engineered from China, you guys know the story, he came here, I had three days with this man, and you know what I did? I just kept asking him questions. Not getting on his nerves, not every two minutes, but right at the right time. And you know what the main question was? What are you looking for? And when you ask someone what they're looking for, they will usually go into a soliloquy of what that is. Mm -hmm. And then you got them. Let me show you. I'll see where we're going next. We got one more there. Come on, we got one more here. And, and Jesus, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and he in got favor taller. God and man. And in favor in God with God and man. That's the only real story we have of Jesus as a child. The time that he got lost. <laughs> but as more importantly, he asked this major question to his parents and brought them back into the knowledge of who he was. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So you're talking to your coworker, or you're talking to your sister or your brother, and, you, and man, you, you're trying so hard to get them to see, and you're telling them, you're telling them, and they go, ah, get out of my face with that. Okay, stop telling them. Ask them something. Auntie, where are we? John? John? 135. Come on. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. Okay, here's John the Baptist now. John the Baptist is hanging out, and two of his disciples are with him, and something happened. Come on. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. And so he saw Jesus passing by, and because Jesus had came, and John the Baptist said, this is him, and he, he'd been baptized and all that. And so Jesus comes walking past, and John the Baptist goes, man, that's... That's the, that's the Lamb of God right there, guys. Yes. Come on. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning mm -hmm. around, Jesus saw them following and asked, And Jesus what do you saw want? them following him. They started following Jesus, and Jesus turned around and said something. He says, What? <laughs> They're following Jesus. Jesus is like noticing that these guys are following me. He turns around and goes, what do you want? Yes. If somebody was following me, that's what I would say. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, can I help you, dude? Well, and I probably would be a little rowdy. I, I need prayer. Because <laughs> I realized something. I'm getting shorter. I was standing next to somebody I used to be taller than by a, a significant amount. And now I'm like, I'm looking to make sure that they got on the wrong shoes or something. And I'm like, man, I'm getting shorter. I might not be able to punk anybody out no more, you know? <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Get out of here, shrimp. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Get shorter. Help me, God. I got to stop venting. I got to stay on track. I got 20 minutes. And he goes, what do you want? They said, teacher, where are you staying? Yes. Jesus picks up on something. That's not what they want. They don't want to know where I'm staying. Hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So here it is. They go, hey, I'm... They're following him. Jesus turns around and stops. He goes, what do you want? Uh, where, where are you staying at today? Auntie, read me further. Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent the day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. So he says, come, you will see. Not where I'm staying. You will see what you want. I know you don't care where I'm staying, really, but what you, but what you, wanna, what you really want, you want to find out about me. Come and see. And they spent the day with them. It was about four in the afternoon. And so here it is. Jesus goes, hey, at four in the afternoon, you're asking me where I'm staying. Okay, that's not really what you want. You really want to know who I am, what I'm about. There's something that you need from me. And the only way you're going to get it is we have to spend time. Amen. Just come and sit and talk to me for a while. And we, we know that these two ended up being two of his 12. Amen, somebody. Amen. But what it was, Jesus spins around and he doesn't go, hey, uh, I'm Jesus. He goes, what? He knew what they wanted, but he, he was trying to get them to come out. What do you want? Well, we want to be around you. Okay. Now you guys can stop following me and just walk with me and we can go and then we can begin to talk and I can get you to see what I'm about. That answer is not the real answer, but it is giving me the segue to, to be able to give you what you really want. Because what you really want to know is you really want to know God. Yes. So sometimes just asking a person, well, okay, life is not right. And they, people go, hey, I need prayer. And I, and I go, okay, before we pray, what do, you, what do you really want God to do? And then they always kind of get quiet for a second because they're not even sure. Or, or they'll just say, well, I just want them to, to, to make me happy. Well, that's not a good prayer. <laughs> so you have to ask a question, hallelujah, somebody, yes. to see what you're dealing with here. And when someone has a long list of, of problems and how life is going and how messed up everything is, I go, okay, hold on. That's a whole lot. So let me ask you a question. What do you want God to do for you? Yes, yes. And it gets them thinking. See, because I know your husband treats you bad and you, you ran over, you backed over your dog and you lost your job and you, your, your dog, teenage kid is going crazy and 
your parents, one of your parents in the hospital. You got this long list of stuff, but, and I get it, but what do you want God to do? What you really want is God to fix all that stuff, yeah, but what you really also want is peace about it. See, I got to ask the right question to see what we're dealing with here. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get you to, see, see what, what I'm worried about is most believers have never led anybody to the Lord. Amen. If they did, every church would double in size overnight. So what I'm trying to get you to say, I'm trying to teach you every advantage that I have in talking with people who don't know the Lord or people who are very religious. And then trying to get them to see what you see. And I'm telling you, just telling them might be difficult. You have to fish. How do you fish? Well, you put lure on there, you cast it in the right. You got to do it at the right time. I hear fishermen go, oh, no, you got to go in the morning because that's when all the fish are really. So you got to catch them at the right. He says, that's why he says you are fishers of men. You have to learn how to catch them. Yes, yes. And, and, and catching them is with the right lure. The lure is the right question. Auntie, where are we? Um, now we're on 20 and 10. And Come John. on. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now here's the thing. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. While she was crying, she bent down and looked inside the tomb. So this means that this is after the resurrection. The disciples are all there. And they, because remember, they, the two disciples ran back and told them, and they all ran to the tomb, and then they found out Jesus wasn't there, and, and they all got sad because they thought somebody might have stole the body or something, and the disciples go back. But Mary stood there at the tomb, and she was crying, and she was just looking inside. She said, let me look back in the tomb one more time. She looks in there, Auntie, and what happened? And saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been. She saw two angels, one sitting at the head and one sitting at the feet where Jesus' body was. And they asked her a question. What was the question? They asked her, woman, why are you crying? What they you have, crying about? They have taken my Lord away, she said. And she goes immediately into the response. Because someone has stolen Jesus. They took his body. Here's two angels who I'm sure they look different. They're going, why are you crying? Mm -hmm. yes. Because I don't believe in the resurrection. Is what she said. Amen. Didn't she? Why are you crying? I, didn't, I don't believe in the resurrection. Somebody took the body. And so they're going, man, I don't know where they have put him. Come on, next verse. Almost done. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. So she turns around and nobody recognizes Jesus after he resurrected. Mm. I don't think it was necessarily that he looked so much different. I, I believe it's because they thought he was dead. Amen. And if you think someone's dead, you don't think they're going to show up the next day. So here it is. They, she goes, turns around. Jesus is standing there. She doesn't recognize him. Come on. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Auntie, he asked her a question. Woman, why are you crying? Why are you crying? Now, she's at a tomb in a cemetery. Why do you think she's crying? 
See, the question is to get to seeing what, who is it you are looking for? Why are you crying? Who are you looking for? And then thinking he was the gardener now, she goes, sir, if you have taken his body away, tell me where you put him and I'll go get him. What she's saying is, I don't believe in the resurrection. Amen. She's not saying that with her. She's saying that in her response. I don't believe in the resurrection. Where is he? I'm losing somebody. Yes. Remember we talked about last week, Jesus walking with, or whatever week, he's walking with the disciples and they're talking about Jesus? Uh-huh. With Jesus? Mm-hmm. Here's Mary talking about Jesus with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I can't think Jesus looked different. It was just something about him that they didn't see. And I'm telling you, it's because they all believed he was dead. So he goes, she goes, tell me where you put him. I'll go get him. Next verse. Jesus said to her, Mary. And so what happened was she was talking to Jesus. Then she turned away and says, listen, if you moved him, because she's looking back into the thing. Tell me where you put him. Where is he? I'll go get him. And then he goes, hey, Mary, turn around. Mary turns back around. She turns towards him. And she went, oh, my goodness, it's Jesus. The right question got Mary to see. Yes. You, you don't always get people to see by telling them. Right, right, right. See, most people believe, this is what people, people believe that this kind of church is boring. They, most people believe that they want the lights, the camera, and the action. And when I'm on the road, that's what I do. It's big screens behind me and it's fancy lights and, and all that stuff. And, the peop- and it's the best bands and singers money can buy. And the people love it. They think this stuff right here is boring. That's why people walk around. That's why people wait, can't wait till it's over. And I'm saying this is the kind of stuff that changes your life. Amen. Amen. The entertainment will give you a great feeling for a little bit. Until you walk out there and get hit in the face. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like singing your, your, your favorite worship and praise song when you're down. And what does it do? It picks you up. Yes, it does. Right? But I'm telling you, you won't maintain that high. There's nothing like the word. Amen. Nothing like it. See, when I'm really down, I, I, my favorite songs might pick me up for a bit. And that's good. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. But what I am saying, push comes to shove, you're going to need. When Satan himself appeared to Jesus, he didn't go break into a song. No, he didn't. Most people think this stuff right here is boring and they can't wait till it's over. And I go, this is the stuff right here that has saved my life many a times. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 <laughs> But see, it's the, we're a product of the world right now. We, we got to have our senses always, you know, tingled. And man, we got every movie channel and we can watch whatever we want on demand right now. We, we don't even have to go buy a CD anymore. We just hit a button and bam. It's, see, that's, the, that's, the, that's what we are now. We're, 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 we're a, hey, give us, make me feel good as society. That's what we are. Keep me entertained. And I'm telling you, what is that? That's all flesh, people. 
When is our flesh going to get enough? Let me tell you when. Never. Amen. Never. It's going to keep begging for more, keep wanting more. And when anything pushes against it, it goes, oh, I'm, um, I'm bored. I'm, um, I wish it was over. And I'm saying this is the stuff that saves your life. Yes, it is. This is stuff that gives you answers when you're out there trying to struggle. This is the stuff that has kept me from August 3rd, 1983 till now. Yes, 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 yes. I'm almost done. Auntie, come on. She notices it's Jesus now. Come on. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Okay, don't touch Father. me, because I know she went to hug him, and she's like, hold on a second. Don't touch me yet. Come on. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, yep. to my God and your God. Yep. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, and she told them what he has said. He says, hold on now, listen, because nobody believes me. Go back and tell them. Stop crying. Stop looking for the dead. I mean, the, the, the alive, the people who are alive amongst the dead. Would you please see me? I'm not. Jesus should have been able to go right from the tomb to heaven. He couldn't. He had to hang out on earth. You know why? Because they didn't believe. And he had to keep showing himself to the disciples because they didn't believe it. Right. And so he, they, if we push forward, which we won't, he, he, she, she goes back to tell the disciples and Jesus shows up in the middle of them. The doors locked, everything. He just walks in. And first thing he goes, says, hey, 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 peace. Yes. It's me, it's me. Why are you guys in here hiding? What's going on? Jesus is always asking questions. Amen. You know why? Not because he didn't know. He's trying to get you to see. Yes, yes. He says, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Jesus, you know who she's looking for. Right. But yes, but if I just tell her, it needs to dawn on her. It needs to be revealed to her. Mm -hmm. It needs to, her faith needs to be built to turn back around and see that it's me. See, when she turned around and went, where is his body? Where you, what did you do with them? Wait a minute. He said he was going to resurrect Mary. She turns around and goes, Jesus. Yes. See, when she turned away going, where is his body? Where did you put him? I'll go get him. And then, and then he, he just, he didn't, he, he just said, hey, hey, Mary, Mary. And she turned around and went, that's Jesus. That's not the gardener. But it was the question that got her thinking. Led mm -hmm. many people to the Lord. How about you? And a lot of it is asking the right questions. Questions. So when you get called for prayer as much as I do, and then everybody has their spiel of what, oh, this is wrong, I need this. Okay, hold on, hold on, let me ask you a question so I can see what I'm dealing with here and so I can get you to start thinking. Uh, and let me ask you a question. Why are you so worried about that? And they go, well, because mm, you're right, I shouldn't be so worried about that. No, you know the word. Why are you so worried? What are, you, what are you talking about? What are you so bent out of shape for? 
Well, because well, you're kind of right. Why am I so bent out of shape about that? That's really not that important. So just give them a minute, ask them the right question, and wait for it. Wait for it. Okay, if you, if you get to heaven by doing all that, or you please God by doing all these things you say, I don't do any of them. So am I cursed? I don't feel cursed. I mean, I don't seem cursed. Maybe I'm cursed. I live a better life than you because you're upset right now and I'm okay. Amen. <laughs> if you just, see, the law of first learned has taken over people's minds and the thing you learn first is the hardest thing to get away from. So if you grew up in Catholicism, it's hard to get away. If you grew up Pentecostal or Baptist or whatever you grew up, it's hard to get away from it, man. Because your body, your mind and your, always wants to lean back to what you knew first. Amen. What was embedded in you maybe as a kid and you're thinking, no, I got to, I got to do, no, okay, I don't do any of that. So if I don't do that and you're saying people who don't do that are cursed, then I'm not cursed. Then, and then what's the, what's going to be the response? I'm special. I'm not special. Amen. And they sit there and look at you. And we know what they're thinking. Well, why do we do that? And if you can do all that and get to heaven or get do all that and avoid hell, then what was that Jesus thing about? Right. That you believe because you believe in Christmas, Good Friday and Easter. You told me that. See, if I ask the right questions, oh, I'm going to eat you alive. After you answer them and you go, of course I believe in Christmas. Oh, I know. That's when Jesus was born. Oh, you thought I was going to say Santa Claus. Okay, that's a good answer. What was, what was Easter about? Oh, the resurrection. You thought I was going to say Easter bunnies. Good answer. Now, how come you're not serving them then? How come you give him no time, no effort, no nothing when you just said out of your mouth that he did all that for you? And let me tell you something about the do-gooders who do all the right things in church. It's like, okay, well, let me tell you something. You don't always do all the right things. That's right. And everyone who doesn't do all this religious stuff you're talking about, I know people who are very happy in the Lord. Lives are going pretty good. Even when it's bad, they have faith and they stand strong. You telling me that all of them don't know what they're doing? That God is not with them because they haven't done, they haven't laid down palm leaves or they don't walk around with ash over their head. Amen. You see, the right questions do they do what? It gets people thinking. Yes, yes. Man, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Come on, Aunt. I'm telling you, I don't mind entertainment. I don't mind light. I don't mind lights, camera, action. I mean, you can go online and see me. I hate it, but people find me online. And I got. I'm in front of these big screens and all these fancy lights and all that stuff, you know. And I'm trying to do my deal after the show. It's, I'm just a part of the show, you know. And I'm thinking, man, I learned about God 
just like this. And when this was going on, I wasn't walking around going to the bathroom. I wasn't checking my phone to see if I had any emails. I wasn't doing, this is the kind, Jesus says, what are you doing looking for me? He, I'm sitting and doing what? I am talking about the things of my father. It didn't say I was listening to the worship band. It's really good. So this stuff, I don't ever want you to get tired of it. Know why? This is the meat and potatoes of your walk. He says, in all I get in, get a understanding of who I am. Not a good feeling, because good feelings don't last. And so when you get a good feeling when you walk out of church, what happens is Satan just comes and eats that alive. But when the word of God goes into you and you hide the word down in your heart, so you might not sin against thee. Trying to help. No fanfare, none of that stuff. Trying to get you to see who God is and how this thing works. And not only that, I'm trying to get you to be effective out there. Because some of you have been trying to reach people and it just isn't happening. And I'm going to give you every tool that I have to show you how I do it. And I've done it a lot. And I'm not bragging. I'm actually nervous. I don't think I've done enough. But I know I've done more than most of you. So now what? You're not just a Christian just for yourself and your family. You're for a Christian to be a light into the world, salt to the world, to lead somebody else out of the darkness that you came out of. I'm not talking about church, I'm talking about Christ. Ask the right questions. Father, I give you glory and praise and I thank you, Lord, for your presence and I thank you for the information that we receive. And I'm asking and praying, God, that you would make us all uh, disciples. I'm asking, God, that you will call us all to be evangelists, no matter from the youngest down to the oldest, that we can be a, a help to those who don't know you. Lord, I, I've been blessed because you gifted me and anointed me. I've led a lot of people to the Lord, Lord, and it's all glory to you. It really is because you taught me how to do it. So, Lord, I pray right now that that's on me will drip down upon them and, and they will win souls for the kingdom. So, Lord, the friends that are struggling, the co-workers that are in trouble, the, the, the schoolmates that are doing bad or the neighbor that might not be well or the, 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 the family member that just don't get it. Lord, we pray right now that you will begin to break up the ground around the hearts of these people so that your word will go inside of them. So that the truth that when it does come and they do realize that it will blossom into relationships with you, God, the lost is the only reason why I believe you haven't returned yet. Think about it, man. Everything is lined up for the return of Christ and he still hasn't came. And I believe it's really because God has given everybody a chance, that last chance. Because once Jesus comes, it's over. Amen. Giving them a chance and he's giving us a chance to reach the people that we care about. To do something for the kingdom. So Lord, anoint us, bless us, and Lord, all glory be yours, we promise in Jesus' name. Amen.